This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here today with my co-host and mom, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Heidi. It's uh, great to be on the show today, and and we're going to be talking about something that, um, particularly in this digital age and everything and looking at pictures, we're going to be talking about uh, a fantastic story of having loss and giving people the opportunity to do wonderful pictures of their kids. So if you want to introduce our guest, then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about photography and Absolutely, Mom. Our guest today is Ashley Jones. Ashley is a helper. She's always loved helping others from grade school through Clemson University and then into marriage. After losing her daughter to a terminal illness, Ashley's desire to serve others grew stronger and she founded Love Not Lost to preserve memories of those facing a terminal diagnosis and support people in grief. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So great to have you on, and your story is so compelling, and I, I just, your website's amazing, and uh, let's start out, you're telling your story, and have you got into the business, or the, whatever we want to yeah. call it, have you got in the area of asking people if they would like to have photography of their children who are facing terminal diagnosis, so why don't you talk a little bit about how you got into this? Yes, absolutely, um, and thank you for the compliment to the website. <laughs> we work really hard on it. Beautiful. Um, so, yeah, my, um, you know, I think my journey into parenthood started um, pretty typical. My husband and I, uh, you know, ended up being young parents. We were su- surprised by a pregnancy and then uh, had her, and at, you know, a month old, we noticed something wasn't quite right, like her right arm like a chicken wing, um, I would pull it back down and it would slowly come up almost as if she wasn't controlling it. And so I brought that up to the pediatrician, um, through a bunch of different testing and appointments and lots of, um, you know, meetings with doctors, we found out that she had a terminal condition called SMA, which stands for spinal muscular atrophy. And our daughter Skylar had the more severe form of it. And we were told she wasn't expected to see her first birthday. Wow. Um, as parents, obviously, we were devastated. But um, my my husband and I wanted to make the most of our time with her. I mean, I mean, what a what a diagnosis to get to because you've got pictures of her on your site, and she's just a darling little um, baby. Yeah, I was. I know. Noticing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I she know, and it's look, you know, it's one of those what a shock. parents. You look at yeah, you look at your child, and it's something you never, ever expect to hear. Um, Like I was thinking worst case scenario diagnosis would be like a lifetime of physical therapy and surgeries. Mm -hmm. You never, your kid's going to die, you know? So anyway, um, we had, we had to do a feeding tube because she lost her ability to swallow. And so um, that was her first surgery at, you know, three or four months old. And um, for those who don't know, SMA is really, really similar to ALS. Mm-hmm. Um, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. And so it's just a slow degeneration of voluntary muscles. 
Um, so, you know, you lose your ability to sit and swallow and breathe and move, but your mind stays perfectly fine. And it happens fairly rapidly, it seems like. Yeah, and it, it varies from case to case. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, we had a, a gradual progression. Um, you know, it was getting harder. First, she lost her swallow, and then she started needing breathing support while she was sleeping at night. Um, and then, you know, we studied out, we plateaued for a little bit, and then her breathing got worse. We actually called in hospice when she was 10 months old. Um, and my husband and I are big um, supporters of organ donations, mm-hmm. but because her organs were all kind of crap, <laughs> mm-hmm. we couldn't donate them to help another kid. Yeah. And so we found a researcher who, um, Dr. Soboda, who has dedicated her whole career to uh, helping, you know, try and find a cure for SMA. So we, we told her, you know, you're welcome to take whatever you need from her. We called in hospice you know, just let us know what you need to do and we'll try and make it happen. So um, she actually was really frustrated and angered that we were on hospice because she recognized that we weren't at full capacity for her breathing machine. Mm. So she taught us how to um, work the breathing machine and told us the max limit. And because of her, we were able to double my daughter's life. Wow, that's Uh, amazing. And Yeah, it was incredible. So just through her knowledge and support of SMA and being able to say, hey, we can actually push SMA kids on this breathing machine a little bit stronger than normal kids, um, Mm -hmm. we were able to get a a full another year with her, which was amazing. And on your site you say, and Darling Pictures, and you say, uh, I was really touched by this, that you had 21 wonderful months with her. Yes. We did, and I'm so grateful for every one of them. I mean, yes, there were hard moments, and, I mean, there were days where she would turn blue, and I would, you know, with the help of some machines, like resuscitate her and and have more time with her. Um, And there were days that were were really challenging, but, um, you know, no parent wants to say goodbye to their child. Right. Um, And, and, you know, what I wouldn't give for another day. So, um, So, yeah, so one of the things that we... That was really important to me. I was um, a photographer, and uh, I, I so you've always been a photographer, and you were doing that professionally at the time, or um, I wasn't doing professionally at the time. I'd actually started um, when I found out I was pregnant. I had actually started to form my own business, mm-hmm. um, and so once I found out she had um, SMA, I put everything on hold. But was that um, a photography I, business that you were going to do? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was photography yeah. and graphic design. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so I had gone to Clemson for graphic communications and um, and then had worked at a print design and web design company and then had um, assisted some photographers before starting my own. So, yeah, so we had um, some dear friends of ours volunteer to do a free portrait session for us. And the first one was you know, four months old, right before her first surgery, because they told us they, you know, they couldn't guarantee that she would make it out of surgery alive. Mm -hmm. So we did the first one together the week before, and then... And that's on your site, right? That's that darling picture of her laying with her little... She got on a little bunny thing or something on her shirt. A ladybug, it looks like. mm -hmm. She's got a little (laughs) pink and white little gown, little lamb gown. 
Uh-huh. Oh, Lemka. She's adorable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's one of my favorite pictures. And then, um, and then a, a photographer came not long, maybe like a few months later, uh, when she had, she, you know, she looks a little bit older and uh, a little bit more grown up. And she, I think, was seven months when we had the next session. And then that photographer, Tessa, actually came back a year later when she was 16 months old and did a second session with us. And so those are the, the three kind of stages that we have really beautifully preserved. And I recognize, you know, those photos just mean the world to me, not only while she was there, you know, just enjoying them as a family of three, but more importantly, after she was gone, I can't get any of those moments back. You know, I can't, I can't um, recreate any of those moments. And they, the tangible prints that we had framed on our mantle really gave me space to grieve without fear of judgment or expectation. And so I recognized, wow, like our society really sucks at supporting people in grief, but these photos gave me everything I needed to just be whatever I needed to be um, and continue that relationship with her, whether I just needed to sit there and cry it out or, um, you know, just sit there and feel the pain of how much I miss her or, um, or just smile with joy that she was mine, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so now you yeah. offer to do photo sessions with other people, right? Yeah. So as soon as she died, I knew I would need something to get me out of bed. So that's when I officially started my um, LLC uh, Shutter Suite Photography and um, was doing portraits and weddings. But anytime I heard of anyone facing a terminal diagnosis, I would offer a free portrait session. And so I kept doing more and more, and my husband was like, I love you, but we have to pay our bills, and you have to stop giving stuff away. (laughs) Um, And so I was like, "Uh, I can't do that. So I – and I just recognized, too, the more and more that I did them, the more and more people needed to have them. Mm -hmm. Like I just recognized the the extreme need for um, really quality moments to be preserved and, you know, everyone deserves the opportunity to be remembered. So I started forming the nonprofit. And last April, um, I guess it was April 2016, we had our launch party and have been uh, pedaled to the metal ever since. And it's called Love Not Lost. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love what you are doing. And um, I love the picture. For those of you out there, please go on the site to look at this, but the picture of the family walking away from that hope sign. Yes. That was one of my first um, volunteer sessions after Skylar died. It's so powerful. And like you said, it's such a gift to to be getting these photos because they're photos you're going to have forever. Pass it down through generations. It gives people a conversation piece to keep memories alive and something that you have tangibly as a reminder of your daughter to show people. Yeah, and one thing we do as an organization is we do a free portrait session and a free photo book for every person um, that we photograph. And so, you know, in the digital world we live in, it's really easy to just keep things on your phone or on your computer. But I really found that it was the physical photos that I had, either in frames or in a book, that provided the and created the space I needed to grieve well. So that was something that was really important to me when starting the organization, that we delivered a really 
beautiful handcrafted photo album. Um, it's wedding, you know, heirloom quality that will last through the generations. Um, we have a, a wonderful album sponsor, Azura Albums, who is working exclusively with us to provide these to the families. And they are, I mean, they're just beautiful, beautiful books. And so amazing. Now, um, I'm, you know, going on your site and uh, going to the stories is amazing because you have, you explain how people got in touch with you, that you get like mm-hmm. a boy in his trains, you know. It, yeah. It's really uh, fantastic to look at the pictures and, and the story behind them. I love it. Thank you. Now, you're in Atlanta. Are you in Atlanta? Is that right? Yes. The organization is based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I actually live in Chattanooga and have an office there as well. Now, what if uh, you have got other photographers working with you? We have opened up applications for photographers in Atlanta and Chattanooga. Um, We are building our photographer base in those two cities first. And then we're going to be adding on photographers in other cities across the southeast. And then eventually, as we refine the program more and more, we'll be spreading across the U.S. and have, you know, eventually photographers in every major city across the U.S. to do these sessions for people. What a, a wonderful idea and what a wonderful thing you're doing for in Skyler's name. It's really amazing. Thank you. I know. I love this idea. I think I think it's fabulous. It's so generative and so wonderful, lasting. Um, I know one of the things that you did, and I just can't imagine how hard it must have been, was to take a picture of your friend's uh, baby who died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, yeah, and that... you were saying on your site that, that your daughter was ill then, and so you knew you were yeah, going to be facing was, that sometime. Seven, yeah, she was around six or seven months old. And uh, a neighbor called me, a neighbor who lived two doors down was a doula, and she had assisted our other neighbor, Brooke, in her birth. And the baby, her son, was active all through labor, like heartbeat, everything, totally fine, all through labor until the second he came out. Mm. And he came out not breathing. And so they actually life-flighted him to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta and did everything they possibly could to save him because he was so, you know, he was so healthy up until the second he came out. Um, And so it was unsuccessful, and they had him on life support. And so my neighbor, who was the doula, called me and asked me if I would come photograph. And I was like, you know, there's this really great organization called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. And they photograph babies who never make it home from the hospital. This would be right up their alley. You should call them. <laughs> mm. um, because I knew it was going to be so hard. And, and, you know, initially I wasn't too thrilled about the idea. And she said, you know, I've, I've worked with them before, um, but I really feel like I'm supposed to ask you. And wow. I was just like, oh, man, <laughs> I can't say no to that. So I grabbed my bag and I packed up my gear and I headed to the hospital and I had, you know, tears streaming down my face while I was photographing, watching this family say goodbye to their little baby. Cause I knew wow. it was so foreshadowing, you know, it was like, I knew our family would be going through that at some point in the near future. And I tried to hold it together cause I, you know, I didn't want to burden the family anymore with my grief. They had enough to deal with. And so then I, you know, once I got to my car, I just let it out and bawled the whole way home 
Um, and then I cried all through the editing. Um, but I was able to give her pictures just a few weeks later was Mother's Day. Ah. So I was able to give her photos not only for the memorial service, but then I printed out um, some extra pictures for Mother's Day. And, um, you know, she told me later that those photos really helped validate her as a mother to remind her that she did, in fact, have a son, um, even though, you know, her nursery is empty. And so that was really powerful. But then even more so, two years later, she had a healthy little girl. And she mentioned that, you know, she didn't realize it at the time, but the photos that I took are, are really the only way that she's going to meet her big brother. Mm-hmm. Ah. That's amazing. And so that was really special too. Yeah. And so, you know, we photographed a, a lot of different people. Um, you know, some, we had the, the Hope family that you were referring to earlier. Um, the dad had stage four melanoma um, and he passed away right before Christmas and actually on Christmas Eve morning. And I ended up photographing his last day. Oh, wow. That's intense. knowing it. Um, and, you know, I photographed an older gentleman with stage four lung cancer. Um, I've photographed children with a variety of, of different illnesses and bre- moms with breast cancer. And, you know, it's, it's all very sad, but it's the reality that we face in the world that we live in. You know, there's, there's so many illnesses and diseases that the the gift of being terminally diagnosed is that you you have time mm-hmm. you know and so that's a good point we want to help people celebrate life while they have it and preserve memories and make the most of the time that they have together so that um you know when it is time they're supported through through the grief that's fantastic well tell us what your website is again and it sounds to me like People not only looking for your services, but also if there are photographers that happen to be professional photographers that are interested, they might get in touch with you also. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, any photographers who are interested, um, right, uh, as of right now, we're, you know, focusing in the southeast, but eventually we'll, we'll get to the rest of the U.S., so go ahead and let us know you're interested, and we'll keep a file. Um, and then you know, families that you know of or anyone that you know of who's facing a a terminal diagnosis can contact us. And and then if you just are touched by what we're doing and want to help support us, we rely pretty much solely on individual donors to support us and help us do what we do. So you can check it out at www.lovenotlost.org. And on social media, our handles um, across the the platforms is lovenotlost.org. And, um, yeah, just uh, feel free to, to reach out, um, like our stuff, and follow along. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. What you're doing is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. It was such a, a treat to be on your show. I really appreciate you having me. Thanks, Ashley, and thank you so much for keeping all these memories alive for people. Oh, thank you so much. Well, Heidi, uh, amazing, isn't it? And I I love her attitude and her grit. And I I really love the fact, looking at her site, it's not depressing. No. It's uplifting. It's uh, It's like she said, they had 21 wonderful months with Skylar. Yep. And and I love the name Love Not Lost. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. And we always want to remind you, to visit us at opentohope.com and please tell everyone about our site and to 
Take care of yourself, and remember, you can lean on our hope till you find your own, and God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.